nail the yeah, opening. Let me You're going to nail the opening. <laughs> Let's see. This is episode, what did we decide? You're going to nail it. 87. This is Diapers and Disciples, episode 87. On Diapers and Disciples, we're talking about living out the Great Commission as a family. We're Cameron and Amber O'Hearn, and today we are talking about kids' bedtime. <laughs> it's so hard. It is. Bedtime's really hard. It's like it, the end of a race. Yes. We're an end of a really long race. And no matter how good or bad your day has been, it's just really hard. Those last 30 minutes. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you've been working all day and then you come home and you're, you know, getting getting dinner and trying to get a family rosary mm. in and... Netflix um, is so close. <laughs> yeah. I can almost hear it. The ba-dum sound. I can hear it. I want it. Yeah. Or if you're a mom and you like have been a stay-at-home mom, been with your kids all day or, you know, whatever it is, you know, you're, you've gotten to that point where it's like, oh, time for bed. Finally, a little bit of time, just me and my spouse, or even just like alone time where I can just read or have a little bit of peace or like we just need to clean this kitchen and living room like yeah it's like a bomb went off <laughs> and it, it feels again it just feels like i there's so many things that need to happen like mm. i have to brush my kids teeth we have to do night prayer we have to get their pajamas on get their diaper on if they wear a diaper like get them into bed, keep them into bed. Like then they're going to ask for things and wake up and the house is a mess. And we mm-hmm. haven't even, it feels like rest is so far away and you mm-hmm. just kind of want to give up. Yeah. And you're frustrated. And you're so at you, the just, end of your you just feel like you just want to like keep the kids in bed and just order that they stay in bed. And, yeah. and, uh, you get angry at them too. Mm. Yeah. So I've been reading, um, just a couple different books that have mentioned things about bedtime. And so I thought I'd start with those because that's kind of what got the wheels turning for me about um, our bedtime routine. Um, so the first one is, as many of you know, I'm a Sally Clarkson fan. <laughs> and she talks a lot about bedtime. And uh, her most recent book is called Mom Heart Moments. And in that book, she talks about, well, I'll just tell you exactly what she says. She says, Bedtime gives our children one last impression of their whole day. So it's that moment, like, as you're tucking them in, this is, like, before they fall asleep, the last impression, the last thought they're going to have about their entire day. Mm -hmm. So even if they've had a rough day, a terrible day, what you say about their day, those last few words as you're tucking them in, that's what they're going to remember about their day. Which leads me, I know uh, several weeks ago we did a an episode on mother culture, father culture. And in that book, Mother Culture, she talks about, uh, Karen Andriola talks about when she tucks her kids in at bedtime, how she likes to say things like, I liked learning about hedgehogs with you today, or dad loved his birthday card that you made him. Did you see his face? Um, or I love being your mommy. Things like that, that when they go to bed, those are the last words that they're hearing. Um, so even if, huh. if they've had a rough day at school or getting along with their siblings, being able to find like those small moments or small things that really you can draw out that were really special about their day. And she says 
to close off that section, if she couldn't think of anything else, like if she couldn't think of something nice about the day, (laughs) she would say, she said she would simply say brightly, tomorrow is a new day. Yeah. And just being able to say that like so lovely and Mm -hmm. so bright. Confidently. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow is a new day. And to have that be the last, last thing. So yeah. Do you have any, do you have any thoughts on that? I have a story. Okay. Let me hear it. So remember, so we were staying with Amber's parents for a year, um, while I was starting my business and, uh, we, we all stayed in the same room in the basement, but it was a big room. It was like, we had a lot, we had like space for two beds and a crib and to like run around, like it's a huge room, but we're all in the same room. So night times were hard. Um, putting our kids down was like disarming bombs. Like just (laughs) like you put them to sleep and you're like trying not to like creak the bed at all and trying to keep the same posture you have when you're bouncing them and you're like (laughs) awkwardly leaning over and then trying to like un, you know, unhitch from them ever so gently. And the smallest misstep is like, they're awake again. And Peter at the time was just like starting to sleep through the night, but most nights he wasn't. And he was at the age where he didn't understand bedtime. And Mm -hmm. so getting him to sleep was really hard. And we'd have to like, oftentimes I would be sleeping on the bed with him or you'd be sleeping on the couch with him like all night just so he would stay asleep. So it was a nightmare getting them to sleep sneaking out of the room to like watch our Netflix and (laughs) like hearing them wake up or whatever until we found a two-way baby monitor. Yes. Why didn't we have one of those before? I don't know. It was amazing because, you know, we we had to stay in the room and talk to them until they fell asleep and then sneak out. But this time we set up the monitor. We said, mommy and daddy are going to listen to you on this monitor and we're going to talk to you when we get out of the room we're going to say good night okay he said okay so we get out of the room we say good night lucy and peter i love you like talking through the monitor and they said good night (laughs) and they just were quiet yeah and they didn't make a noise and they just fell asleep right it was like they they felt comfortable because they knew like we were there, we knew they knew. You know, we could hear them, and they heard us say, "You know, good night." Yeah, and it, was yeah like it felt that like we were there because it it feels like we're inside that little baby monitor. Yeah, thing. <laughs> like they think we're right there. Because being out of the room, you you could be on the other side of the world for a kid. Like yeah, just, they're so far right, away. Right, right. What's What's interesting about what you're saying was how easy it is to just say something nice at the end of the day. Mm. Like we're not. Talking about adding a whole other thing to your routine. Right. I mean, it's just like right right after they lay down and you're about to leave the room, just say something nice about the day. Mm-hmm. Remind them of the good things of the day. Right. It's really easy to do. Yeah, right. Um, and it hasn't been like since the two-way monitor. It's not like we have smooth <laughs> sailing nights every night now. Um, you know, of course, there's hard nights and they happen every, every week, but... Um, but yeah, what we found helpful is uh, when we tuck our kids in and say goodnight, saying something like, I'm so happy I get to be your mom. Yeah. Or I loved 
playing with you today. Yeah. I loved reading all those stories today. That yeah. was so fun. Yeah. I think that puts them to bed in a good mood. But I, I also want to add something for a way to keep your kids quiet and in bed is to tell a story for them. Mm, because yeah. so last Christmas, I gave you my heart and the very next day you gave it away. <laughs> no, last Christmas, I, um, Advent, I started reading the Chronicles of Narnia because it's the first one is about, it's like taking place basically in Advent. It's like the snow and Father Christmas is coming. So we just, every night, kind of starting a tradition, we started to read Chronicles of Narnia. And let me just say, first of all, if I heard someone tell me, like, you need to do bedtime stories at night, I would feel overwhelmed. Like, I can't do it. So I'm not saying do stories every night. I'm just saying, tonight, try it. Like, get out a book you enjoy reading and read it to your kids. So we started reading Chronicles of Narnia. And then one night turned into two nights, turned into, we finished the first book and then we moved on to the second book. And we've been doing reading stories almost every night since then. And if we're not reading a story, we like (laughs) to tell stories that are kind of goofy and like, it's kind of fun (laughs) coming up with stories. What it does is it ignites their imagination. So instead of like thinking that they want crackers or like, they want to get out of bed and play they're thinking about the story mm. and they're a lot more quiet and rested um sorry that was my stomach i don't know if that picks up <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so I, I think that's a good way so like saying something nice at the end of the day puts them in a good mood but telling a story is something i'd recommend adding why are you about to burst out <laughs> No, I don't know. You hate my, my body sounds. You hate me. I'm so embarrassing. I come on her podcast and my body won't be quiet. It's so embarrassing. She has me on this podcast regularly and she's so embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed. Anyways, Go ahead. Anyways, so yeah, I, I think it's, it's valuable to implement storytelling. Just, just trying it. Tonight, um, where do you want to go from here? Like body well, noises? Like what's, what's a good se- a segue? Something else. Speaking of. Like even saying to your kids, we do this sometimes where we'll say, why don't you, why don't you dream about going mm. to the pumpkin patch? And yeah. like, oh, what kind of pumpkin are you going to get? Just asking questions like that to get them like thinking about things. So <laughs> yeah. it's kind of their mind starts going that direction um yeah another another quote i read uh was from a protestant minister and author and he said that the words which are most likely to be born in the mind by the children in all their later years as best illustrating the spirit and influence of their parents are the good night words of those parents Hmm. the words which are most likely so basically, the words that are most remembered are the w- last words spoken to them by their parents at night. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, so as, as we were thinking about uh, bedtime, we started thinking about the Holy Family and what bedtime might have looked like for yeah. them. Um, our Blessed Mother and St. Joseph tucking in baby Jesus. <laughs> yeah, because that's what we want to be like. Right. And so we started thinking about the virtues of our Blessed Mother and of St. Joseph. 
And here are the, some, some of the ones that came to mind that would probably come into play during that time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for um, Mary, angelic sweetness, ardent charity, and heroic patience. Let's go through those. Like angelic sweetness. <laughs> that is the opposite of what I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of a long day. <laughs> a sweet angel to my kids. <laughs> I feel like a grumpy ogre. <laughs> Like a good, like an angry troll. <laughs> so how do you do can that? I, can I tell the story of when you said to Lucy something along the lines of, "It's I so love, oh I, yeah, I'm so happy I get to be your dad." And then you just looked at her. Yeah, I just looked at her instead of like, "All right, good night, love you," like stay in bed, which I say every night. I'm just. Most of the time, I'm just grumpy, and then I leave the room. But this night, I just looked at her and said, I'm so happy I, I'm your dad and that you're my daughter. And then I didn't leave. I just looked at her. And then after a few seconds of looking at her, she just, like, kind of brightened up. And then she said... Oh, and then, yeah, she, she touched my face. She said, I'm so happy I have you as my dad. Yeah. I wouldn't have heard that if I yeah. just, like... Go to bed. Right. And left. And it's, yeah, those moments of sweetness of just, yeah, just offering that sweetness to our kids. So even that's when a we good example. Like that ogre. is a good example of angelic sweetness. Mm-hmm. Dudes can have angelic sweetness. <laughs> yeah, they can. Yeah. Just like calm down. Like your wife will be okay. I know she's really angry. The house is a mess. Take this time with your kids. Don't be an angry ogre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Angelic sweetness. That's probably easier to do. Like, it's hard to be just completely sweet for the whole bedtime routine. But just like... Having a moment. Have a moment. Yeah. yeah. Angelic moment. Yes. <laughs> okay, when we what's... were trying to remember these virtues, I actually thought it was heroic sweetness. <laughs> what? How do you do that? Heroic sweetness. Heroic sweetness. Karen's like, like Powerpuff wow, that's Girls. so interesting. <laughs> And I was like, maybe I have that mixed up. Let me check. <laughs> What's the next one? Yeah. Oh, Ardent, Ardent Charity. Charity. Yeah, that's how I feel. That's that's definitely maps on to what it feels like to like brush their teeth again, like floss your teeth if you're heroic, you know, <laughs> if you can pull that off. And then getting them changed, changing whatever diapers, getting them into bedtime clothes, like tucking them in. Then they forgot a toy. I think it feels like you just need like perseverance mm-hmm. ardent charity yeah oh yeah the oh i forgot a toy i'm sure people can relate to this how your children get attached to certain things and it's like oh i need this and this and this and this all in my bed like lined up so if something's <laughs> missing it's like oh i need my puppy that's two inches small <laughs> small that little brown puppy you know you know what i mean mom. you know <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I know what you mean. I don't know where it is. Why aren't you listening to me? Art and charity. Yes. We need to pray for that. Yes, we do. Oh, and then heroic patience. Yes. So I think that goes into that, like your child asking for, you know, a bunch of things or um, Sally Clarkson again in one of her books. (laughs) If someone has a Sally Clarkson connection out there, you got to... Sally. We need her on the podcast. Sally. So she, in her book, Different, um, she talks about how her son would 
come out of bed like multiple times a night and need a good night blessing again mm. and how that could feel so like why can't you just stay in bed but she would just remember like okay this is what he needs he just needs to feel secure in that so he she would give him another good night blessing and sometimes that was like three times before he felt like he could you know settle mm. down and fall asleep and that is patience you know remember when lucy when we're in our first home in the twin cities she would get up she would still be getting up several times in the night crying and she'd just need someone to like lie next to her rub her back and mm -hmm. then again like excuse me <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I just drink a ton of coffee delicious coffee and i have all these gurgly noises anyways uh again we'd had to like sneak out of the room it was like going back and forth across this squeaky hallway putting her to sleep and i remember being so frustrated like just like i would just like bumble down the hallway like <laughs> you know squat onto the bed like lucy what do you need and then like okay i'm rubbing her back but i'm breathing loud because i'm angry i'm just like, go to bed like i'm so tired i have to work in the morning and then um, shout out to Mr. Ryan O'Hara. Uh, he is a holy man who has adopted sons and he's a really patient uh, father. And he said, you know what? You know, it, it might be the case that she's not a good sleeper. And like at, at the end of the day, you know, years from now, you're going to be concerned that she wasn't a good sleeper, that she's not like up to where she should be, whatever. And you, you you're not going to remember, or she's not going to remember, like, waking up so much. But what she will remember, what's going to stick with her, is that her dad was there. Mm -hmm. Her dad was there when she needed him. Always there. Mm -hmm. Every time she woke up, here comes dad. Mm -hmm. It wasn't always me going in. I don't mm -hmm. want to sound like it was Amber didn't go in there. But the fact that when she cries, I go in there. Mm -hmm. And... Um, that's what she's going to remember. A, mm. a dad who was present. Mm. Man, after he said that, it it shifted like my uh, intention for going in there. I wasn't going in there to like put her to sleep. I was going in there to say like, dad's here. Yeah. And that was really impactful. Mm. That's great. Should we talk about the uh, St. Joseph virtues yes, or titles? Yes, let's do it. Um, so, so Mirror of Patience. Like a mirror. That's interesting. So I like, so you're the patient one and I just like point out <laughs> you. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's similar to. There's both the patients. We selected that virtue for both of them. That. Yeah. There's some titles that they both share, but they have a different mm. adjective or whatever. Yeah. Interesting. Um, so yeah, we already talked about patience, but one of them is, uh, one of my favorite titles is Terror of Demons. I recommend every dad should be leading prayer over their kids at night. Having their dad like do the sign of the cross over their kids' heads and to lead prayer and to just, you know, pray for peace, pray for happy dreams, restful night, a peaceful death. Pray that your kids um, can wake up tomorrow like ready to be loving and to not have any... Um, evil spirits, you know, tempting them or disturbing their thoughts or anything like that. Like be a terror 
to demons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do the sign of the cross. If if you if your kids have bad dreams, like break out the holy water. Yeah. If your wife has a bad dream, like you did the other night. <laughs> I did not do a good job. I like, <laughs> like, oh, man. well, are you okay? I went back to sleep. Sometimes you do pray over me <laughs> if I have a bad dream. I know. I did pray over you. You just didn't hear it. Oh. But it went something like this. It was like, thank hey, Joseph. <laughs> Jesus. I went back to sleep. <laughs> so yeah, be a terror of, of demons. It's important for them to see their dad like comm- being like commanding, you know, just being a commander in chief, sort of thing. Being a a prayer leader. Did my body make another noise? Why are you laughing? <laughs> no. Just, you love me. <laughs> I do love you. The, these next two kind of go together: head of the holy family and pillar of families. Oh yeah, yeah. They're basically. I mean, yeah. Just. <laughs> I think your kids need you at bedtime. They need their mom for different reasons. Probably more for like peace and comfort and um other things you can probably think of but the dad is just being there for your kids they feel like secure Mm. they're safe yeah i think one night the kids said i'm so happy i have a dad to protect me yeah and if they feel scared that you know a dinosaur is gonna break through their window and eat (laughs) them it's like no dinosaur is gonna break into my house (laughs) your dad's here and dinosaurs are extinct yeah (laughs) That's great. Yeah, that's really helpful. So what else did Sally say? <laughs> well, the last thing I just wanted to end with, because we're getting close to our time anyways, is yeah. um, Proverbs sixteen twenty four. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. Mm-hmm. Uh, something we didn't mention, which maybe this is for a- another episode, but and I guess we don't really need to go into it, is, well, maybe we did mention it, prayer over your kids at bedtime. Mm. Like that praying should, over... That should be non-negotiable, yeah. I'd say. Right. I think you should do that every night. It, pick a Bible verse that's really simple. Um, And say... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You're excused. I need to... <laughs> <laughs> um. Like, say a prayer that's really simple. What what we say is, um, Jesus, please give Lucy and Peter peaceful thoughts, happy dreams, and a restful night's sleep. And then our Bible verse is, and feel free to steal this, is the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are They're new, new every morning. morning. Great, Great is thy faithfulness. faithfulness. Simple, yeah. beautiful, lovely. I Yeah, just, we say that because just, do something very simple with your kids. Pray over them. But that should be non-negotiable. Yeah. Like they should end their day being prayed over by their parents. Of course, yeah. And and we have friends that will do, you know, in Our Father, Hail Mary, and Glory. Be yeah. with their kids before bed. Or even, pe- we know, people who will do like a kind of like a modified examination of conscience. Hmm. Like as their kids get a little older, like thinking about the day. Um, so just figuring out something that would work for your kids' ages for your family that you can do every night and just mm-hmm. be committed to it. Mm-hmm. That's good advice. Our father, hail Mary and glory be. If you don't know what else to do, if you don't have any scripture verses, if you don't have any like spontaneous prayer, you want to pray just those three prayers. Right. So to recap, the end of the day is really hard. <laughs> feels like the end of a long race. You're really tired, 
but like just get to the finish line. It's really important that your kids um, feel safe, feel loved, are prayed with, and that the last thing they get in the day is just lovely love from mm. their parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. So this has been what's worked for us, and we know a lot of people have different methods of um, you know, putting their kids down. But for us, this is what we've found has been the most peaceful mm-hmm. and that our kids have responded best to. Yeah. You want to close in prayer? Yeah, let's Night do it. prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we love you, and we thank you for this time today. We pray, Lord, that we can look to the Holy Family as examples for ways that we can learn and grow as parents that we can look to our Blessed Mother and St. Joseph, to their virtues, and just continue to pray and ask you, Lord, for the help we need to grow in patience and sweetness and virtue. Jesus, we, we love you, and we offer this day to you and our families to you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. You got this. You got this. (laughs) Put him to bed. You got this. You can do it. We should have like an epilogue. Okay. What do you want to talk about in the epilogue? Maybe I should rank all my favorite Sally Clarkson books. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. So this year I think I've read seven Are you kidding me? I know you've read a lot of books. I didn't know seven of them were... (laughs) I know. I know. Here's the thing. Okay, so I've read. Here's. If you have not read Sally Clarkson's books, I recommend starting with The Life Giving Home, which was co written with her daughter, Sarah. And it's beautiful. It's it's kind of like liturgical living, but it goes even beyond that. It's it's mostly focused on. They're, they're uh, Protestant. I think they might be Anglican I think you said or. That evangelical maybe but um so they it's done by like months like uh different seasons like seasonally um and each month of the the year what you can be doing so i love that one the life-giving home that's like part of a three three book series the next one's called the life-giving table which is beautiful i i really love that one too that talks a lot about how our table is a place of ministry not only to like guests that come in, but most especially to our family. Yeah. And um, it's sure. a place of discipleship. That's like a big, mm. big, uh, big thing she talks about. Um, and then the last one was The Life-Giving Parent, which she co-wrote with her husband, Clay, which I enjoyed as well. Not as much as the other two. An interesting story. Not a fan of Clay, huh? <laughs> well, here's the thing. I do. I actually am. The book that I got, I did get a book recently called Our 24 Family Ways, which was written by clay which i haven't Hmm. dove into that yet yeah okay one time i was listening to one of their podcasts her podcast and i was telling you this something i love about her podcast is it's just like she's just yeah it's just real so she's doing her podcast and her phone rings and she picks (laughs) it up and she's like talking to her husband and he had and then she hangs up and instead of editing it out she says oh um you know that was clay and he had something going on with the car and so i was just making sure that <laughs> so i was just taking it out she like explained that's why we leave all the gurgly sounds in yes yeah. exactly okay 
One of my so you're my gonna second rank them? favorite. Okay, oh. here they are. Okay, okay. I'll very, just rank just them out. Very clear. Okay. Life giving home. Number one. Yes, different, which was co-written with her son Nathan, who has like OCD, ADHD. I think it's like one of the best parenting books I've Whoa. read. Oh, it's called Different. Different. Okay. Probably the Life Giving Table. Then I really enjoyed that so, one. So Life Giving Home, Different, Life Giving Table. Yes, I think those. I'll just mention those as the top yeah, three. Yeah, nice. She's also. I read Girls Club. That was interesting. Nice. It wasn't one of my favorites, yeah. but. And then we'll tag Sally in this episode. (laughs) Hey, Sally. We're big fans. (laughs) Yep. Well, I haven't read all your books, but my wife has. She loves you, so I love you too. Let me say this. Okay, so sometimes when I reach out to guests, what happens is I'll reach out to them. They don't respond, like potential guests. I reach out to them. They don't respond. And usually by like three times, if I don't hear back from them, I'm kind of like, Okay, they don't want to be on the podcast. I don't need to keep yep. sending them an email. Some people just send back like a no. But with Sally, I like got a note. <laughs> I got a no from her publisher, but I just really want her on the podcast. <laughs> so I keep reaching out to her on like social media. I like maybe uh, someone else does her social media, but maybe not. And she's just like you know getting what? all what these if messages. Every listener me. to this podcast tagged you both in a tweet. Like, you know what'd be great? You gotta be on Sally and Amber on a podcast together. Had like then tag diapers and disciples yeah. at home is it called at home with Sally? At home with Sally, you got it. If okay. everyone did that, she would she'd come be on. really annoyed. Oh, she, yeah, she would come on. I don't know if she gets annoyed, honestly. <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Maybe Clay gets annoyed. I don't know, maybe. Yeah. I don't think so. But He seems like a nice guy, but... Yeah, they both seem great. Maybe so. we should have... Where do they live? Oh, they live in Colorado. We could, we could like, go over and start throwing rocks at their windows to get their attention. <laughs> Like they do. And... We should try and invite them both on the podcast. I wonder if they do that. Oh. Couple. What if we talk to Clay? Is it easier <laughs> to get a hold of? Maybe. I could reach out to Clay. That's that's the ticket. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. <laughs> Sally started following me on Instagram. And she liked one of my... When I shared an episode on Instagram, like a couple weeks ago, Sally Clarkson did a little heart on it oh yeah and then <laughs> it might have been her social media person so but i like funny. took a screenshot of it i sent it to cameron <laughs> i like could not believe it <laughs> what if sally is a big fan of yours do you think that's possible no <laughs> you don't think she knows about you no one time i did share something of hers and she sent me a message that said thanks so much for sharing <laughs> was it sally or fake sally like a social media gal? Yeah. I'm not sure exactly. All right. I think that's long <laughs> enough. 